Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. He joins us every week on a Friday. We said we'll shoot the Seahawks game is Monday. So we got to have Mike Dugar on on Monday to talk about the Seahawks. But you said, but wait a moment. Because those Mike Dugar covers the Seahawks for the Athletic. Now, out of college at Washington State, I believe, right? Mike Dugar went yep. to uh, matriculated through the uh, great journalism school at Wazoo. Covered Idaho. Was the Idaho beat where at not just football. Moscow, uh, Moscow Pullman Daily News. Yeah. So he was uh, there. Uh, dual... Uh, Paper, two-town paper. So I got to know Mike uh, at the Big Sky. Didn't really actually get to know him that well. He was just covering the Big Sky tournament, and we were too. And we were, uh, my brother. The basketball tournament in Reno. In Reno. Yeah. And my yeah. brother and him and myself and Kyle Sample were always the last four guys in the arena. <laughs> and we were always shooting hoops. And I was like, oh, this guy's funny. Yeah. And then I always liked his questions and stuff, so then I started chatting him up a little bit and then kind of lost touch. And then I was like, oh, he resurfaced with The Athletic. This is sweet. I got a subscription to The Athletic. I read his stuff all the time. And then when we got this Seahawks syndication, I was like, man, I know this dude. I wonder if he remembers me. So I hit him up. He's like, oh, yeah, what's up, bro? And then here we are. Uh, but it's funny because he's got Big Sky Roots. And yeah. so he covered the Vandals for three years. And uh, so he's got a lot of thoughts and memories and perspective on the Idaho Athletic Department. Yeah, well, we thought it would be, uh, you know, a good time for it, so let's do it. We go now to the Rankish Brothers RV phone line. We welcome in our buddy Mike Dugar. He covers the Seattle Seahawks for the Athletic, but today, because the Seahawks don't play till Monday, so we'll talk to him again on Monday about the Seahawks-San uh, Francisco game. Mike, you started in, uh, in your career at Idaho, and the Vandals are coming to Missoula uh, this weekend to uh, play the Grizzlies in the first renewal of this rivalry in 15 years in Missoula, in Washington Grizzly Stadium. But you covered uh, Paul Petrino and the Idaho Vandals football team, as well as several other clubs uh, for the uh, Idaho Vandals for several years in the uh, late you know, 2000-teens, 2014, 26 through 2016, 17, something like that. What do you remember about your time just in general covering Idaho? Because they do have a big fan base, a big following, right? Uh, you know, I remember the, the strange situation with, you know, not really being in the a division that was like with opponents nearby. You know, that was always weird, right? Playing like Georgia Southern and Appalachian State. Uh, they had it. Like, think about that. Appalachian State, you, know how, you guys know how far that is? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's weird. Ridiculous for them to have, you know, games there. Like, Idaho should have no division games against Georgia State. (laughs) Totally. That was always just uh, weird to me uh, how much of a mess uh, Paul Pacino inherited was was very bad. It was probably one of the – I was just reading about Florida State and the the mess Willie Taggart inherited from Jimbo Fisher, and this has – that has nothing on what Idaho uh, was, man. Those kids, it's not that they weren't even – 
good in school. You know, I don't even think they knew where their classes were under, uh, I think the previous coach was Aki. Uh, their APR was so bad. There was posters on the, up on the school, like, hey, fire Paul, and they had, like, a list of all the things he did that was bad, and kids got caught stealing from the store where they get free gear anyway. It was just, oh, it was just, and then the team was bad. Right? Like, it was just a, a, a big mess. And then to see Paul turn it around uh, and win nine games in my final year covering the win that potato bowl, one of the mag- most magical games I can ever remember being at. Like, that was, it was just a whirlwind. At Idaho, it definitely wasn't boring. You know, it was very interesting, which is weird to say about, you know, a team in northern Idaho. Well, I, I want to key in on that with you because, you know, Paul Petrino has this reputation of being a pretty acerbic personality and all of that, and, and that's probably true. And his teams at Idaho have been at times horrendous, but also, like you said, I mean, he had nine wins at the FBS level, won a bowl game. That's pretty That's pretty remarkable, and he certainly knows football. And so where are you at with him, and what was it like to cover him specifically as the coach, and especially, like you said, when he inherited a really tough spot anyways? Uh, well, he was a really angry guy a lot of the time. Well, that makes sense. Your team wins one or one or two games. We had a we had a notable run in that didn't didn't go well. You know, he's an angry cat. Uh, you know, real fiery. But that works for football. You know, that's one of those arenas where you know you can yell at people and tell them they suck and scream and get fired up and turn red. You know that you know you get a raise <laughs> when all that stuff happens. Uh, if, if you win, uh, I don't. I think actually he was a good coach. You know, he had some really good. You know principles, you know, understood the fundamentals of like all, you know, little stuff, finishing games, always preach finishing games, you know, the right way to tackle, uh, you know, the emphasis on ball security, you know, stuff like that. He was a good, uh, he really had an eye for quarterbacks when I was there. And that just, just, that went down the drain when I left. Good God. Uh, the nepotism kind of ruined that program. I think that's a, that's a bit of an issue that, that it's kind of sad that, uh, it kind of went that way because when I was there, the quarterback play was actually decent. You know, Chad Challich was all right. Jake Luton is a Pac-12 starter now. You know, Matt Linehan, you know, had a quick stint in the in the NFL. I think he was also in the, uh, what was that thing, the AAF. Uh, I, I think he's not doing the XFL, but he was, a, he was a good quarterback. And then I think he's what starting. Colton Richardson now, the kid from Lewiston, who's, who's got an arm, but I think he's is he battling with, Mason Petrino? That's just a bad move, man. I covered Mason in high school, and it was it wasn't what I did. What I saw was not a scholarship quarterback at any level. So when I when I think about the program now, I'm like, ah, oh, man, that place could have really been been going. They probably have some other issues. I don't really watch the games anymore, but to to see, I watch. I look at the box score on my ESPN app, and I'm like, Petrino, nine of twenty two for a hundred yards and a pick. Who the hell is that? Uh, so that that's that sucks that that's kind of what the situation is now for them. Because actually, I, I still talk to a lot of guys that I covered in Idaho. I really liked the community there. It was really cool. Yeah, for sure. Well, the the place that Idaho's occupied for the last 20 or so years has been unique and interesting and in a lot of ways disastrous. And I think that their fan base might be the one of the most split fan bases in terms of what the vision was, is, and should be for what the school and the athletic department should be. So you're a guy who went to Wazoo, so you're familiar with the area, the Palouse, and, and just the dichotomy between the two towns. But w- how would you describe just the overall climate there? Because there were so many people that wanted to stay FBS. Some people, they wanted to come back to the Big Sky because it does renew some of those regional rivalries like you're talking about. You don't have to go to App State. You can just go to Cheney, and it's just, you know, it saves you thousands of miles in travel. But on the other hand, you're not playing at the top level of football anymore, and you're not making some of the money that they were making playing the old misses and Florida states and Floridas and Penn states of the world. So, just in that moment, what was the reaction like when they decided to move? When they got kicked out of the Sun Belt and decided to move back down, and how would you just describe just kind of the polarization between uh, the two different schools of thought for Idaho football and Idaho athletics in general? It was a really weird split. Like it was, and the people on both sides had really good arguments. It was like, yeah, the Big Sky folks, like, man, forget this. We're not competitive. Let's go to a division where we're competitive. Although that was always a flawed argument to me. It doesn't. It does. You, yeah, you'd be competitive in the Big Sky if you were still getting FBS recruits. If you're only getting FCS recruits, no playing field levels, which is what they <laughs> quickly learned. They're not just running through the Big Sky. Uh, they had a, but they had a point there about the regional rivalries, maybe attendance getting better, which I, I doubt it has because. Attendance is tied to success, of course, uh, which they had finally in the in the FBS uh, when I was there. Uh, the other side of it was like, look, 
we're yeah, we get our butt kicked by Florida State, uh, but they'll also pay us one point one million dollars to get our butt kicked. And we need one point one million dollars. I think USC gave them one point four or something when I was there. Even Wazoo kicked them like six hundred K. Like you need that money when you're when you're Idaho. And the the allure of playing on the FBS stage I think was underestimated in a lot of ways. Like the big sky is cool, uh, but just even having the chance to maybe play on like ESPN2 or something like that, you know, the fact that you do play in Auburn, a Florida, an LSU, a USC, like the fact that you've got those games every year, like that was, that was a, you know, a, a selling point. And because you didn't play teams in the South, in the Sun Belt, you could recruit in the, uh, you know, in that area and even go independent. Like I know that wasn't a, a viable like solution, but I thought that was probably the way to go to figure it out. Anything to say, FBS. I think the ultimate problem, though, was there was division not only in the fans, up in the like in the front office. I don't think uh, Chuck was his name, Staven. I don't think Chuck Staven and Rob Spear were on the same page. I think Rob wanted FBS, Staven wanted FCS, and that's it right there. Boom. When the when the leaders aren't on the same page, your fan base is probably not going to be on the same page. Then your programs won't be on the same page. And it'll just be a disaster. That's it. I knew that. I don't even think either one of them's there. Neither. They're both gone uh, now. They're both, both gone. Yeah. 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 You, know, you know that was just. I you could I could see that coming. I could see the look on Spears' face when they did that press conference with Stephen. Stephen's all hype about this FCS thing, and and Rob looks like you know they looked like dejected. It was terrible. The fact that Chuck Chuck and Rob weren't on the same page was the most problematic part of anything. Fans are divided all the time. You can't have the people, the decision makers divided because then you don't move forward anywhere, which is why both of those guys are now gone. Ultimately, Rob was a little inept, uh, you know, in other areas, but I think ultimately that was it. They hadn't, they didn't have a, a joint vision. So everything was just a mess. When it comes to just Idaho in general, by the way, Mike Dugar joining us at Mike Dugar on Twitter. He covers the Seahawks for the Athletic, but talking to us about the Vandals since they're playing the Grizzlies this weekend. He covered Idaho Athletics for several years uh, before going uh, over to uh, Western Washington to uh, Seattle. But Mike, when you talk about Moscow, Idaho, and the University of Idaho, it is a place that has a, a, a real following, a real fan base. People care about that university. And like you said, attendance is kind of is what it is, but that's tied to success. It's not necessarily tied to the reality where if they were winning, people would come out to that thing and if they believed in the program because that's a community, it's a great college town, right, and, and a place where people really do care about the school and, and the athletic department. Oh, yeah, the, the spirit is definitely there because, you know, in a college town, it's not just that, like, they're small, right? When people say college town, you can have a big college town. The sure. thing is, it's like everything revolves around the college, and people stay there their whole life. Like, people go to, like, Moscow High, because I covered preps, too. So, like, I got to know, like, people in the community, like the local guy who runs, like, the bike shop, or, you know, who's been there forever, or, you know, the sheriff or the guy who runs that one bar in, like, Troy. You know, I got to know all those type of people, and they've been in Idaho their whole life, a lot of them, so... All they know is the Vandals and Vandal football Saturday, you know, shuts everything down, you know, when they're good and, and stuff like that. You know, that's that's one of the coolest parts of covering college versus the pros. You meet cool people, you know, who are like diehard Seahawks fans or it's probably different covering like the Packers, Cowboys, Bears or something like that. But in the college town, it's just like, nah, eat, sleep, breathe your team's football game on those Saturdays. And, yeah, the, the spirit was for sure there. Like, I'm still... Even the, the other programs were super cool up there. You know, the soccer coach, Derek Pittman, was, I don't know if he's still there, but he was a really good dude. Uh, you know, John Newley, the women's basketball coach, still one of the uh, the best coaches I've probably ever covered just as a, as a X's and O's guy and just as a recruiter and a dude. He was super cool. In fact, I think when they won the Big Sky, I think last year, I, I sent him a, a text or email. I can't remember. Just saying congrats. I didn't think he'd remember me. I just was like, hey, you know, Congrats and everything. He hit me back so fast. Like, ah, it was like in all caps. He's like, of course, I remember you, man. You did great stuff. Happy to hear you doing Seahawks. You know, he's just a cool cat. So, like, from the coaches to some of the players that I still know, I just ran into a former Idaho player, you know, out in Seattle last week. You know, like, those, everything else was cool. It was just the coach was a hothead, and the management was a disaster. <laughs> everything else about Idaho uh, uh, was, was pretty great. Well, those are two minor things, so no big deal. You know, it's fine. <laughs> everything else is good. I, I yeah, think you is, know, other, other than those two very huge things, <laughs> everything else is fine. I just think this is so fascinating. I could honestly talk to you about this for like half an hour because I just think that there's so much good 
Good stuff. But I, I do want to get your perspective on what you think the future is. Because I thought you made an interesting comment. You know, I think that people did think that they were going to dominate the Big Sky because they had FBS guys. But I think that there's – I haven't covered the Big Sky for 13 years now. I think there's such a dichotomy. I mean, Idaho for a lot of it – you know, Matt Linehan was definitely a, a good player. He's a high-level FBS quarterback. He could have played at a lot of schools. They just they, – they were fortunate that his dad was an alum and he ended up choosing Idaho. And they've had – Guys that were, you know, good. I mean, that running back Penny. I know he's still in the in the league, and they have dudes that have gone on to play in the league. Caden Ellis is in the league right now as well. But I also think that schools like Montana, Montana State, Eastern Washington, they get dudes that are so much better than the FCS level, and that's why they're FCS powers because they can get dudes who are above the level who come to those schools because maybe they're overlooked or they're from a rural area or they're late bloomers or wherever it might be. And it seems to me there's the opposite for Idaho a lot of times. They were getting the bottom of the barrel when it comes to FBS guys, getting guys who were going straight FBS just to say that they went FBS. They, they might actually have a better opportunity and, and a better path and a better everything at a school like Montana, for example, than when Idaho was in the FBS. But I think it's just so interesting the way it's all evolved. And then, like you said, you, you pointed to the fact, like the women's basketball program, you can't have success in Moscow. I mean, John Newley... Went to three tournaments in four years. I think that's where I first met you was in Reno covering Idaho's run to the NCAA tournament and uh, also the the congruent disappointing run by the men's basketball team when they flamed out and they're the two seed and they, they lost in the first round of Southern Utah. But in your mind, I mean, where does Idaho go from here? Can they salvage this thing? Can they get back to being a traditional Big Sky Conference power? Yeah, see, that's going to be so tough. And I, like I mentioned, that was really short-sighted on the part of people who were like, yeah, we'll be more competitive if we play like Southern Utah in football, too. It's like, no, you won't because you won't get Caden Ellis. <laughs> if right. You're in the big side, you won't get Elijah Penny. You won't get uh, – there was a really good receiver there named Desmond Epps. When I was there. He might have been the best talent I might ever seen. Dude was just an idiot. Uh, but he, <laughs> he was knucklehead. He got arrested like three times in like a year. Oh, just for the, the chilliest stuff. Really great talent, though. But you don't get him, you know. Uh, you don't get, you know, Jay Sean Jordans. You don't get, you know, Quentin Bradleys. All these guys. I'm naming all the seniors from that. That you know, Josh Mc, Josh McCain. I think was like a thousand yard receiver when I was there. They had dudes, but you don't get those dudes if there's no difference between going to Idaho versus Portland State. Right? Like you, you just don't. And I don't think people understood that. Uh, so now, well, the first start is probably getting a new coach there. Um, I don't think. I really can't express how inexcusable it is for him to be playing Mason uh, there. Like, even if I haven't, I haven't studied Mason's numbers or everything like that. But, I mean, even in high school, you know, I covered Mason's senior year at Pullman High. And then I covered the year after that when he left. And they, they moved their tight end, the quarterback, to replace him, and they were just worlds better. <laughs> you know, it was, it was not you – know, anyone who's seen that can, can just tell you. Like, I saw it firsthand, talked to guys who play with him at every level – Watched him as a college guy, you know. I, no, that's just nothing about that screamed, uh, you know, college quarterback. But I think there's, like I said, some nepotism there. So you got to get rid of that. That that's just inexcusable. Like it worked when it was like a, a former alums kid in Linehan. He was also like six three with an arm. <laughs> right. Know, I mean, like, threw for ten thousand yards. Right. I mean, he had a shot yeah. in the NFL. It's a lot different than a five eleven guy who throws for one hundred and ten yards a game. Yeah, he was thrown with a glove on. I think when he when he was there, it was just <laughs> it just. It, I mean, I think Bridgewater throws this one on in the pros. Like, it's not the worst thing. Luke Falk's done it, too. But it's, I've always thought that was that was weird. I think that's your first step, you know, because it's your quarterback play. You need solid quarterback play. I don't know if the Colt Richardson kid is the answer. I also don't know what year he has left. Uh, but, I mean, what Petrino was good at, like I said, when I was – he was good at Jake Luton, man. He's starting for Oregon State. <laughs> like that, and he's good, too. I, I, he's, like, top five in some really important category. I just – can't remember, it might be touchdown interception ratio right now, like in the country. Like Jake, he recruited Jake, you know, got Linehan. Those guys are good. Charles is good. I don't, even Colton Richardson, you know, so I think it starts with if you're not going to, if he's not going to make the right decisions at quarterback, I'm Paul, I mean, you got to get a new guy and you got to get someone in there who can find a talented quarterback. When you got someone who can sling it, you know, because defenses in the big sky, I imagine, aren't too complex, you know, you got somebody who can sling it like, like Eastern's had. Uh, over the years, you get somebody, then boom, your whole program uh, can change. So I think that's what I would do if I was like running things over there. 
Well, Mike, we certainly appreciate the time. Talk to us about Idaho, your time there, and your perspective on the on the school, the uh, program, the university, all that kind of stuff. We uh, we appreciate it very much. At Mike Dugar on Twitter. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Seahawks 49ers, all right? All right. Thanks. No problem. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick and mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Uh, Mike Dugar. I'm really holding back, Coulter. That was your Burn Street Bistro Burn of the Week. I mean, the whole interview is almost the Burn Street Bistro, Bistro Burn of the Week. He uh, yeah, articulated pretty well a lot of things that I've been trying to say all week, too, though. Just the fact that Idaho has talent. They have talent at multiple different positions. There's just been some things that eluded them. And I also think it's it's interesting that they have had good quarterbacks and they have not since the head coach started playing his son there. And it's, it's a it's a tired narrative at this point, but it's just a reality. And to hear it from a guy who covered him in high school and stuff, too, I mean, you don't want to trash the kid. Because like we said, I mean, Mazepiro's pretty tough, man. He is tough. He is. He, he just not he's just not good. Well, he's he, I mean he's he's, he's way undersized. He's just he's, not talented. Yeah. He can't he doesn't throw the ball like a D one guy. I mean, like he said, where's a glove? He throws it like a, I mean he just throws it like a little guy. Here's the other thing too, that's that's sort of I don't know it's what it's worth. Colton Richardson, who's the backup quarterback, who got and, hurt against Idaho State, and he's is, playing great against. Is Idaho he State. all the way out? Like is he out out? I mean he got his knee like basically cut in half. No, I mean I. I watched it, but I, I, I mean, mean hypersensitive is deep pretty bad. Okay. I mean, you know, you saw him. He's a uh, he's he's listed at two seventy. That's a lie. It's a lie. I mean, he's two eighty five. I mean, he's he's enormous. I mean, he's so, six five. Jared Lorenzen size. You know, and if he's out, um, if he's out, then that's you know that is what it is. But it's not. Let's put it like this: It's not as if Case Cookus or Dalton Sneed is sitting there as as a backup either. You know, and we can talk about. You know, you know, he, he uh, Mike Dugar references nepotism and things like that. Well, you know, okay, maybe, and and that might scare other quarterbacks that you might have gotten out, and that's a real problem. But also, I mean, I don't, I don't know that the room is particularly strong today either. It's not as if there's like you know some four star kid sitting there not playing. You know, in that I mean, respect. That so that's so, where I kind of pump the brakes on it a little bit. And like you said, who knows how to run the offense and what he wants the coach to do more than the son of the coach? Like, nobody does. The question is, can he just, in fact, go out there and do it? Occasionally he can. Often he cannot. They, Mason Petrino was, air quotes, hurt against Idaho State. Mm-hmm. And they went with Colton Richardson. And Colton Richardson was playing well. Yeah. And Idaho had all this momentum, and then Colton Richardson get hurt, gets hurt, and they still had all the momentum, and they end up scoring two defensive touchdowns in the fourth quarter to just run away from Idaho State. And Idaho State lost that game 45-21. But when Richardson got hurt, they went with a kid named Nikhil Nayar, who's, a I think, a redshirt freshman or a sophomore. Redshirt, redshirt freshman. He... He was better than those other two guys. Mm. Here's the thing. Here's where the nepotism part of it reeks to me. Like you said, who's going to know better than the culture of the program, the toughness that Paul Petrino wants, all that? Who's going to know better than his son? I, I do believe that the father believes the son is a winner. I, I believe I believe all the things that they're trying to perpetuate. But it's not just that they've started him at quarterback, it's that they haven't tried to out-recruit him. Mm-hmm. They didn't recruit any quarterbacks for a couple of years. 
they didn't, they didn't recruit any good quarterbacks, I should say. They intentionally did not try to out-recruit the kid. And at a school like Idaho, you can get drop-downs. You can get talent. They've had Matt Linehan. They've had John Freeze. They've had Doug Nussmeyer. They've had dudes. So you can get dudes. And it's like it's like Mike Dugar said there. I mean, a kid who used to play Idaho starting quarterback at Oregon State now. Yeah. I mean, Chad Childs came here, and he, he couldn't beat out Brady Gustafson initially. But when he got his chance... He was good. He's better than what Iho has been rolling with the last yeah. two years. So yeah. uh, I'm just saying they have the ability to recruit guys, and they haven't intentionally. And that's the part that is, is, is I think, painful for Vandals fans. Tomorrow, Tutel Nuanas, ESPN College Game Day. We're on your radios. We're going to go a little early tomorrow, 11.15. Get on there a little bit earlier, an hour and 45 minutes ahead of kickoff. We will be down at the tailgate party. Come on down. Domino's Pizza down there, Badlander with drinks from the bar, Pepsi giving you free pop, free water, free Gatorade. You get uh, all the gear you need from the MSO Hub. Check out the sweet Carl Tyler and Kurtz Polaris vehicles. Throw some mini footballs from the Advocates. It's all down there. Come hang out with us. Get some swag from ESPN for crying out loud. We'll have some stuff for you. Come say what's up. Uh, we're adjacent to the walking bridge across from the Eastgate Shopping Center. So if you park on the north side of the river, you're going to walk across there at the walking bridge. Stop by, say hi, have a drink, and hang out for a little bit uh, on uh, on your way to a rivalry kickoff. We're going to have a lot of fun. So on your radios at 11.15 tomorrow morning with the pregame show. We'll take a quick break. Got an update for you here. Oh, yes. Chris Chitavitsky from the Montana women's soccer team is the head coach. UM Women's Soccer, They uh, when we had them on on the ESPN Roundtable, they were on their way to play Eastern Washington for basically the de facto regular season Big Sky title game. They beat Eastern Washington 1-0, which has been their go-to score. I think yes. five one nothing games during conference play. They went 6-0-3 in conference play, undefeated. Big Sky Conference regular season champs take the number one seed into the tournament. They get the award. So in, in soccer, the team who won the league the year before gets to host. So Northern mm-hmm. Colorado is the host. They're the four seed. They play either yesterday or two days ago, they win. They take Montana to overtime. Alexa Coyle's goal was the one goal that Montana got, and then in overtime, Taylor Bray scores a goal for Northern Colorado 14 minutes into OT, Mm. and Montana's season ends. Heartbreaking fashion. The Grizz did not give up more than one goal all conference play, and then they give up two goals in overtime in their one and only conference tournament match. It's a heartbreaking loss. It is. And, you know, when you have the bye and you're already into the semifinal, but then you have to play the team at home in the host school. Tough draw, man. Tough draw. Tough draw. And uh, that's... Chris Chitavisky told us this is why uh, soccer is the cruelest game, I believe, were his words. Because you can... It just takes one, and they got it. So, uh, great season, though, for the Montana uh, women's soccer team. And uh, they will be hosting next year's conference. And they have no seniors, right? Yes, zero seniors, zero seniors on the team. So, Insane. I mean, talk about a story prime and ripe with redemption. No I kidding. Mean, you, got a, you got a chance to host the thing coming off of that sort of heartbreaking yeah. loss. I mean, I guarantee you Chris Chitavisky is going to have that team ready to roll oh, yeah. next year. Yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, we think pretty highly of Chris Chitavisky, you and I, after, after having spent a little bit of time with him. All right, there you go. Quick break. We'll come back. It's time for our picks against the spread NFL style. We do it every Friday. We'll do it right after this. Hey, winter driving can be dark and dangerous. Yellow faded headlights only make it worse. Next week only, go to Shine Auto Detailing for half price headlight restoration. Regularly at 70 bucks. Next week only $35. Online at MissoulaAutoDetailing.com or just search Shine Auto Detailing. Heck, if you just search Auto Detailing in Missoula, the one with the most reviews, it's Shine Auto Detailing. You go there, grab your phone, set up a, 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 an appointment, and go in there and get your headlights sorted out. It'll take 20 minutes or less to get your headlight restoration. And then guess what? You can see at night, people. How nice and safe is that in the wintertime? Shine Auto Detailing, MissoulaAutoDetailing.com. Next week only, half price. Headlight restoration. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. 
The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colter Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Sports Center. Class AA football playoffs continue beginning tonight. One game in Missoula and in Missoula tomorrow. How about Idaho-Montana's rivalry and playoff football around the state of Montana this week? The Class AA playoff bracket features that Missoula Sentinel versus Billings senior matchup tonight. It also features number one, Butte against Kalispell Glacier. Number three, Billings West hosts number six, Helena Capital. Number four, Bozeman hosts number five, Helena High. And in current breaking news, University of Montana women's soccer team lost 2-1 in overtime in Northern Colorado at the Big Sky Conference semifinal tournament. In a Class A playoffs West in Western Montana, we will see Hamilton hosting Billing Central, a rematch of last year's state championship game. And in Eastern Montana, how about number one seed Miles City waiting 500 miles of travel from Frenchtown to get out there to play a football game tomorrow? I meant to say they lost in the tournament semifinals, not the semifinal tournament. That was dumb. For the first time since 2003, the Idaho Vandals will take on the Montana Grizzlies in Missoula for the Battle of the Little Brown Stein. The last time UI played at Washington Grizz, the Grizz used a surprise option offense to post a 41-28 victory. Last season, Idaho's first back in the Big Sky since 1996. The Grizz blasted the Vandals 46-27 in the Kitty Dome. Boys and girls, every Friday around here, we like to talk a little bit of NFL, for crying out loud, headed into the NFL weekend and uh, pick some games against the spread. So let's do it. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you. Thanks for letting us be there. We're broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula. And at that very store on December the 7th, it's their one-day sale, the Snow Day, 7th Annual Snow Day. It's become a huge deal. People getting ready, getting in line for this thing. You know, you got to get over there as well. Best deals of the year, one day only, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday, December 7th at Kurtz Polaris. Uh, Coulter, uh, we like to do some picks around the spread. And we do them because, what, what did I say? Around. You're well, somewhere d- around yeah, mostly. Yeah, dance around the spread. Uh, we do it uh, because we love it. We do it because we love football, especially the NFL. And we do it thanks to Katie O'Keefe. And by the way, we're going to hook the people up at the end of this thing. We're giving you a bar tab, the Katie O'Keefe. So we're all done with bucks, this thing. Stay so tuned. stick around with that, and we will get you set up. All right, uh, here we go. Uh, NFL picks against the spread. Five games. Kansas City is at Tennessee. Uh, Coulter, the Tennessee Titans are a six-point home underdog. Patrick Mahomes returning uh, in this football game, uh, evidently. I read something earlier, Coulter, that... Like 97% of the money that has come across on this game has gone to Kansas City. Mm. Uh, So that's what people think about Patrick Mahomes. Who am I to argue the people? No, I will not do it. I got Kansas City uh, winning by a touchdown or better. All these first four games that we're picking are just so lackluster to me. Stop uh, with that. I mean, the fourth game is great. They are. Uh, I want to I want to get around to the analogy that you and I were discussing via text message. So let's riff through these real quick. So I want to talk about this for a couple minutes. I don't even remember what it was. So okay, you, go you never make you your got, pick. You got Alzheimer's. I, I got Tennessee. Okay. <laughs> Detroit at Chicago, an NFC North matchup. The Bears, a two and a half point home favorite. Great defense, awful offense, and Detroit kind of average at both. Actually, Detroit's pretty good on offense, man. We don't like want to believe it, but like Stafford's pretty good. Marvin Jones is pretty good. Here, Kenny Galladay is pretty good. They're like, good in the passing game, but right now, especially with it. the loss to carry on, they they got they're they're awful. Well, that's not even right now. They haven't been able to run it in years. I mean, yeah. Matt Stafford has broken and rebroken the uh, record for passing attempts in a season twice, I think, in his career. So that shows you how little they've leaned on the run game. I, 
I, I, I've been saying all year that I think Chicago is going to be the team that fades. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you're going to think this is crazy. I'm saying this, but when you really think about it, I just think Detroit's better. I, I don't think it's crazy. Right. I mean, Chicago is one of the five worst offenses in the NFL, period. I mean, they've Trubisky been, right now is perhaps the biggest liability that there is they, at quarterback. They've been right? really, really bad. As far as an f- opening day starter who's yeah, still in. But, but their defense is absolutely elite. They are so very good at it. Uh, I think two and a half points is probably a fair number in Soldier Field. I'll take the Bears to win by a field goal, although it can't be a field goal they kick at the end because they will certainly miss it. So they got to be ahead by three at the end. That's how that goes. Okay, so you and I are apart on this one as well. And the Atlanta Falcons head to New Orleans. They're a 13 and a half point favorite. The Saints are. This is so easy for me. Saints all day, every day. I don't care the number if they're playing the Falcons at home. Put 45 points on it. I get the Saints. Yeah, I got the Saints. Falcons are awful. Done. Put a fork in them. Carolina at Green Bay. Uh, Cam Newton officially done for the season. So does Amazing. That mean he's done in Carolina. <laughs> That's like discussion for another With day. With his contract, though, I just think that it's a real discussion because I really, I just don't think you could pick up the option on him. It, well, you can if his foot's okay. It's true. So, As we know, though, like I mean, I love Cam Newton. He's very polarizing. I love him. I yeah. I've always liked Cam, but. As we know in in a variety of pro sports, foot injuries, big guys never get. Okay, I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the fan thing here. Uh, of it's course, not I'm fan gonna thing take Green Bay at home. It's, it's Green fan. Bay at home, and it's also. But this is maybe the fan thing. Green Bay was an embarrassment last weekend. To say nothing of the poem that I had to read on this very radio and television station, Sean, you're welcome. They were, um, but they they were an embarrassment. And I and, and if you're a professional football team. The leadership in that locker room, starting with number twelve, but also some offensive linemen. I mean, Brian Bulaga was 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 lit up in that game. That doesn't happen very often. I think there's some professional pride there. Chris McCaffrey is one of the best skill position football players in the NFL. I mean, that's not going out only. He might he, he's right there in the conversation as the best. Okay, he is he is so so good. But When's I'm not sure down, what though, else man? there is. Well, not Sunday is going to be my bet. Okay, probably won't happen. In Lambeau on Sunday. He's played something like 98.5% of their snaps, and he's got something like 56% of their offensive production. I mean, the usage rate of him is just... I mean, it's James Harden-esque. We're talking about football. What do we know about Ron Rivera? He doesn't care. He goes to his best player. If that's Cam Newton running the football, then doggone it, he's going to run it. I don't care. So... Point being, though, that's the only thing that scares me, though. Everything else lines up to me for Green Bay, and this one is a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I'm going to take the Packers. I thought that you saw a definitive weakness in the Packers last week when you talk, talk about speed edge guys. I mean, the Chargers were just moving Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa all around. They were playing them opposite, bookended each other. They were playing them on the same side. They were twisting with them. And Green Bay's offensive line is, is good, actually very good. David Bakhtiari and Brian Belog are yep. both very good. Yep. And... Those guys got owned. It's a totally different matchup with Carolina. They run the odd man front. They have you know Gerald McCoy and Dontario Poe. They're they're the big strong guys, the bull rusher type guys, not the speed guys. I think that's actually a great matchup for Green Bay. And I think that because of that, then I think that Aaron Rodgers can be able to slice and dice. I got Devontae Adams probably presumably going to be. A step healthier this week right. too. I mean, people said he didn't look good. I, nobody looked good on on no, Aaron on Jones Sunday. Bad, Jamal Aaron, oh, Aaron bad. Jones, what, what happened? It was a no show. So it, totally. it was bad. So I think at home you bounce back, and this is one they need because their schedule gets gets tough, tougher certainly on the back end. All right, Minnesota Dallas Sunday night football. Your Vikings against the Cowboys in Big D. I just think that the Vikings are better. I got the Vikings. See, now, you did this last week and it didn't work out for you. I couldn't watch the Vikings game last week. It was mm-hmm. making me so mad. It was mm-hmm. not on oh. anywhere, and I couldn't get the stream or anything to work. And- I watched it. I watched it, and it was very Minnesota-esque, them losing that football game at the end, down to the wire with the lead, and then just giving it up. Well, I think the Chiefs, even without Patrick Mahomes, were just, I just don't I don't think the Cowboys are that good. I think they're all right. You know what I think? I think that exact same thing about both of these teams. Nah, I think, you're wrong. I think it about both of these teams. I I, I think this is a very the, even matchup. On the bottom of the ladder of the really good teams in the NFL. I think I think this is a good matchup. I think I think Dallas is actually a little better than what you just said, and I think Minnesota is a little worse than what you think they are. Which means I think that these two teams are almost equal. I mean, I see these two teams as as equals. The fact that it's in Dallas says go Dallas. 
Minnesota really needs it, though. They do. I, 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 this is this is a this is a hard game for me to pick, man. It is a hard game to pick. At minus three, I think I'm going to take Minnesota just because I do think they're so even. So so even if they lose, I maybe you know it could be a one two point game. I, I'll go with the Vikings with you against the number here. I think this is a pick 'em game. It's pretty funny that uh, I always hate on Dak Prescott, but the Cowboys have a definitive advantage at quarterback. I mean. It's so funny, too, though, that I've been ragging on Kirk Cousins, and then he had the best quarterback rating in a single month in NFL history last sure. month. All right, so we want to talk about some high school stuff because we're going into a playoff weekend. We want to get you set for the weekend on ESPN Radio. There's some home basketball openers for the Cats and the Grizz this weekend, uh, and uh, we obviously got our two-minute matchup. But what do you want to talk about on this? Oh, by the way, let's do this real quick. It's brought to us by Katie O'Keefe's. Okay, picks against yeah, we'll the do spread. This. We'll talk about this next week. 329-1899. Call right now. You got yourself a $25 bar tab to KDO Keeps. You go in there, they got the whole left side of their of their bar opened up, and it is beautiful in there. You can play pool, play darts, do the whole thing, sit, watch the ponies, watch the football games. And uh and now you can go in there and enjoy, you know, a couple of cold ones. On Katie O'Keefe, 329-1899. They're there in the Stevens Shopping Center. Great spot, man. It's kind of a little bit of a neighborhood deal, a little hideaway. You don't really know about it, but when you walk in there, you go, oh, wow. I mean, you and I have been in there uh, uh, multiple times. And it's like, Probably it's, we'll be going there soon. Hey, hey. I mean, you know, you never know when we're going to arrive wherever we arrive, you know? So, uh, anyway, 329-1899. We appreciate Katie O'Keefe being a part of this thing and, uh, and helping us with the picks against the spread. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the week. We'll see what we're able to get to. We'll definitely have the two-minute mashup for you right after this. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Okay, we got our two minute mashup coming up here, but we got a couple minutes. So, Coulter, what do we want to fire through? Because we got a couple of uh, of light things that we want to get through here. I think it's worth noting that uh, both the Montana schools for basketball open their home slates. Not necessarily thrilling opponents, but the chance for fans around both Missoula and Bozeman to see the basketball teams. Chris Hoops host Montana State Northern on. Sunday and uh, two o'clock Sunday tip off from Dahlberg Arena against MSU Northern for uh, the Grizz and uh, tomorrow the Montana State Bobcats men's team. You maybe you're if you're in Bozeman, you watch it whatever you're around. You watch the cat game at noon on SWX Montana Television. You head on down uh, to uh, to uh, the stadium at Worthington Arena and you watch Rocky Mountain play Montana State and the uh, home debut for Danny Sprinkle as the head coach. I've been really thinking about this Danny Sprinkle thing and. But Travis DeCure is coaching at his alma mater, mm-hmm. to be certain. And and but DeCure coached at such a high level, having coached at, at Cal before he came to Missoula. Right. And I don't know, it's 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 a very distinctly it's a very unique dynamic and a very, I think, cool thing that Danny Sprinkles at Montana State because he really is a Montana I mean, he's a Montanan. Sure, he's from Helena. I mean, that, that's a, it's a been a, a long time. I guess Mick Durham was a Montana guy coaching Montana State, but I mean, it's, it's just, it's well, rare. And what, who did Mick Durham coach? Danny Sprinkle. Exactly. I know. It's just, it's just, it's a rarer and rarer thing that you get a guy who's actually from Montana that gets to be the head coach of one of the schools. Bobby Houck is that. I, I think it's just a, a, a very special thing. Like, I really do think that you know, a new coach opening up their first game, no matter who it might be, is a, is a, an event and a, and a moment and a uh, earmark in the the tenure and the history of a coach, but like 
they're only they're just playing quote unquote just playing Rocky Mountain tomorrow. They're just playing a Frontier Conference school. But it's going to be a sweet moment for Dan well, Sprinkle. And I'm glad for all those reasons that it's a Montana school. You know, it's uh, totally. you're Rocky Mountain in there. Four o'clock, Brick Breeden Fieldhouse uh, tomorrow afternoon. So you can go uh, check that out. Coulter, quickly, let's touch. We, we've set, we've talked about this in in the news briefs, but. It is the quarterfinals of the state football playoffs, basically yep. at every classification. Yep. Uh, some huge games in Missoula uh, tonight. The Sentinel Spartans uh, hosting Billings Senior. So, uh, you know, obviously a huge, huge game for them. Billings Seniors who's, who beat Hellgate last week uh, mm-hmm. to get to this point. And because of the head-to-heads, Sentinel getting to the two seed instead of being the three or even the four, where they share a record with both of those teams, absolutely huge for Sentinel. So huge. five or three hundred, what is it, three hundred sixty miles or whatever it is from Billings to Sentinel, they don't gotta drive it. They're sitting here waiting, and then you know even next weekend if they if they're you know totally. uh, good enough to win tonight, it'll be a semifinal state championship game in Missoula, but. Billing Senior is a good football team in their own right, and you know they, they, Dane Oliver and his club have the hands full for sure. It's a historic accomplishment for Sentinel. There's only been two teams in the last 25 years that have gotten the two seed, and that was Levi Janicaro's Big Sky Eagles two years ago, I guess two or three years ago, two two years ago, and was little Sentinel this year. And ironically, Sentinel knocked out Big Sky that year right. in the first round right. of the playoffs. Um, but if you're hanging out in Missoula. Hour from right now, kicking it off at uh, you know Missoula County Stadium over there at Big Sky High. Go, just go to the game. It's a great night for football. Not that cold. It's beautiful. It's perfect. Go, go watch a doggone high school playoff football game. Sentinel predictably probably should handle Billings yeah. pretty pretty well tonight. Uh, yeah, the watch other, Jackson Lee play do the whole thing. The other two, the top the top two teams in the East, they're going to have their hands full at the Helena schools. I mean, Capitals a sixty, they're good. And yeah. I actually think the Capitals better than Helena High, just in terms of talent. Even though they they finished a spot behind them, mm-hmm. and Bozeman's good, uh, but Helena High's good. I mean, those are going to be good games for sure. In the Class A playoffs, state championship matchup re- or rematch, excuse me, Hamilton versus Billing Central. Hamilton gets a chance to get some redemption after losing the state championship game a year ago. And the Frenchtown Miles City games is, is fascinating because the East was nowhere close to as good as the West in right. Class A this year. Right. But Miles City's been out there in the East owning it. They're undefeated. They're the only undefeated team in the classification. And Frenchtown having to get on a bus and go 510 miles. That's it's a long way. That's why it's called Miles City, bud. <laughs> a lot of them to get there. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. And, you know, on, on uh, Monday, Tuesday, we will certainly recap everything that's happened. And uh, we will be keeping a very close eye on all of this. Cool, too, that some of the best players in our area are still remaining alive in the playoffs. I mean, Jackson Lee right. at Missoula Sentinel is an outstanding player. The kids at Billings West, Josh Erbacher and DeMarcus Carr are awesome. Uh Case Kluswich at Frenchtown, Carson Rostad, the quarterback at Hamilton. I mean, there's there's some real deal high level talent still playing in the playoffs as well. So if you do if you need something to do on a Friday night, go check it out. I mean, obviously you're not going to drive to Miles City right now, but uh, to, <laughs> tomorrow Hamilton would be a, a good one. If yeah, you're not right, right, game. right. And uh, obviously tonight, Missoula County Public Stadium. I mean, that, it'd be pretty cool if there's a couple playoff games in Missoula County Public Stadium. It's been a while since there's been multiple playoff games in one year in Missoula. We like to have ourselves a little fun around these parts, if you're aware of that, on this year's show. We like to end on a high note every week. David, doing work all day long, putting together the 2 tell Nuwana's two-minute mashup. We haven't heard it yet. Can't wait for it. Here we go. Bruce Barnum's dying to be on this show. Hello, Montana. The Missoula Pioneer League baseball team is now the Paddleheads. Vice President, who's been long-standing with the team here, Matt Ellis. We're the only Paddlehead out there, and that's that's special to us. What is a Paddlehead? It is a slang term for a moose. Moose is bigger than a bird. You get it like that? These are like the five hats in the city of Missoula that will fit my head <laughs> right here. Paul Caputo, who writes for SportsLogos.net. I'm nothing to I think they knocked it out of the park. Owner of the Missoula Paddle heads Peter Davis. If they hate us, they're still going to know we're here. Southern Utah sucks. Don't sit here and tease me. It was the most boring game I've ever watched in my career. The reality is, is that this is another game that Montana State should go down and hammer Northern Colorado. I care so little that I haven't even looked. Nice to see you. Idaho was the cream of the crop in the big sky in the 80s. This has been a big game in these parts for, for decades. Grizz cornerback Justin Calhoun. They said that's our rival and I, I agree that's our rival. Uh, my second time playing in it, so it'll be fun. When the, the word rival is used regarding Regard to us, that's others' words, not ours. By the way, boys will laugh at girls when they are funny, too. He looks nowhere close to a D1 
athlete because he's just he's tiny. He's tough. He reeks of nepotism as being Paul Petrino's son. Jeff Cott, an outstanding player uh, for Idaho, and he's good enough to join us. No matter who's in, I'm confident in him, and I'm confident in myself. This is my job to catch it. I think he's their best player on offense. I know it's going to be a packed crowd on Saturday, so hopefully we just come out with the win. Some teams are losers. As far as the t- playoff rankings, I'd probably have Montana State at 10. But I, I just I don't think that they have enough quality wins. The FCS and their institutions don't just have money to fly everybody, you know, every week to a place. If you're going to do it, I think you need to do it multiple times. Give it to me. They, they could go as high as three and as low as out of it. I think if the Grizz win this week, they secure a playoff spot. Both the Montana schools control their own destinies. Colter, what do you know about me? The only thing I care about is myself. I am some woman who lives in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. I'm pleased to say I get free salsa. Probably going to rip wins from you for the 33 cents of free uh, tomato and onion paste. At this point, might as well send it. Huh? Breakfast burritos are tough to beat. Mm, uh, cocktails. I wonder how many burritos a week he's at. Or gamble? Let's roll. You wrap it in a tortilla, I'm going to be pretty happy. Coco, I did it. Good, man. I met Sonny Holland, the real-life Sonny Holland. That's right. You're the greatest mess my life. Meeting Sonny Holland. Uh... David, once again, excellent work. Excellent transitions. We'll get that whole thing set up and uh, out there for you to enjoy throughout the course of the week. Boys and girls, uh, over the weekend on ESPN Radio, again, tomorrow we're on the air at 11.15 with the pregame show, then after the game with the postgame show. Then how about Iowa State, Oklahoma? Couple of games, doubleheader on Sunday, Giants, Jets, Steelers, Rams for you on Sunday on ESPN Radio. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll catch you tomorrow morning. Good night. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.